Would your clients think more like consumers if they could send doctors a request for quote before getting care? We'll find out on this episode of Shift Shapers. Change either paralyzes or energizes. The choice is yours. You're listening to the Shift Shapers podcast. You're about to learn firsthand from businesses and entrepreneurs who have successfully shaped the shifts in their industries. Get ready to become the change that you want to see. Here's your host and chief transformation strategist, David Saltzman. This episode of Shift Shapers is sponsored by MyEdge, the premier provider of Form 5500 prospecting solutions for benefit advisors. Local, regional, and national advisors rely on this affordable, easy-to-use, real-time search engine to find their target prospects. For more information, visit our website at www.shiftshapersonline.com. We're excited to be talking with Chris Hobbs today. Chris is CFO at Metabid. Metabid is a company that shifts payment information and quality information into kind of a completely different shape. And we thought it was indicative of the way the industry is going and a set of tools that all of you need and ought to be thinking about. So we invited Chris to share a little bit of his expertise with us today. With that, welcome, Chris. Thank you very much for having me, David. Uh, It's our pleasure. A little bit about yourself first, please. Sure. I am a Canadian uh, that has emigrated to the United States. And uh, with that, I bring a, a distinctly different view of healthcare delivery, specifically the payment of healthcare delivery. It's rather amusing that, or I find it amusing, that a Canadian is bringing a free market approach to medicine to the United States. But I was uh, trained as a banker, and so I'm bringing a, a financial amendment to the way healthcare is delivered here in the United States. Well, you know, I, I'm, I'm not so sure that it's all that unusual. I think You know, a lot of times we learn a lot from our friends in Massachusetts who are eight years into their experiment with healthcare reform writ large. I think, you know, a lot of times fresh eyes are are great on a problem. So I think that gives you a perspective that's very interesting and certainly will be interesting to, to people listening. So here's a jumping off point. Is the traditional PPO model broken? Yes. Yes, it is. And the reason for that is the people who ultimately have to pay the bill have no real ability to determine the cost of care. I mean, at the end of the day, what happens is a a patient will ask, are you in network, when really the question should be, how much does it cost? And increasingly, as deductibles and co-pays increase, that is really the most important question. And so when you don't know how much something costs until after you've received it, and have no ability to determine the price in advance and have no ability to, no real ability to negotiate after the fact, you are not in control of the cost of care. And you have basically ceded all control of that to the healthcare professional. Now, I mean, it's been the case for a long time that, you know, we know that deductibles have been going up as employers are trying to hedge the premium costs, but ACA's kind of aggravated that and has also shifted a whole lot more personal responsibility to folks. Is that one of the drivers that you see that you think necessitates a change in thinking? Yes, and there's it's twofold. The first is the ACA is forcing a lot of businesses to provide insurance where they previously haven't had to. And a lot of these businesses just simply can't afford the status quo. And so if you have, just for example, a, a colonoscopy, if there are $800 colonoscopies and $4,400 colonoscopies, 
if you're a business that is struggling to afford the care for your employees, how are you going to suggest to your employees, to you, to these patients, that they need to go to an inexpensive option with respect to healthcare just so that the overall plan can be affordable? And so that is the first part, which is when new businesses who previously haven't had to provide insurance now do, the affordability is is at stake. But this is also true for your major medical plans where businesses are just struggling to afford the status quo. And again, how do you manage down the cost of care when you have no negotiating power? And that's where Medibid tries to restore the ability of a patient to negotiate. So there are two parts to this. There's the pricing, or let's call it the transparency part. And then there's also the quality information that has to go along with that, isn't there? Absolutely. And I mean, at the end of the day, it's about value. And I know that's not a word that's often used in medicine, but really, healthcare is the biggest segment of the American economy. And it is also the one that has the least influence of supply and demand. And as a result, you end up with exaggerated pricing simply because of the lack of supply and demand. And so when you have a, um, at the moment that you need a physician, you need a physician, but you don't need any one specific physician. And as long as you have the ability to say no, and again, if you have enough time to say, to ask, are you in network? You have enough time to say, no, I'm not prepared to pay that price. I'm going to go to someone else. So what kind of quality information do advisors need to be aware of and and how do they need to be counseling their clients? There are a number of different quality metrics that we've incorporated into our site, but just in general, I mean, outcome data is wonderful, not always available, but as a rule, the greater number of, of times that a physician performs a procedure, the more often they see complications and in general, the better quality care they deliver. There are a number of different ways to determine quality through doctor's rating sites, etc. But again, to determine value, you need to balance those with price. And the problem is the pricing data just simply often is unavailable until now. And what are those changes when you say until now? I mean, are there other services in the marketplace? Is quality data being aggregated differently now and being made more available to consumers on a broader canvas? I mean, there are a number of different sites out there that rate doctors, etc. So the quality piece has been around, just not necessarily in a form that has been as useful as it's becoming now. Likewise, transparency, there are a number of transparency tools out there, but a lot of that is what we refer to as static pricing, which is what a physician charged for a procedure some time ago. Our basic approach is to do an RFQ for an an individual medical procedure. So it's bringing a, again, businesses, when they source any other major purchase, submit an RFQ and ask for quotes. And we're bringing that same approach to sourcing medical care. So if I'm a consumer and I'm using the tools that you guys make available, it really is as though I'm I'm kind of saying, obviously, this is in a non-emergent situation. If you, you know, if you need an emergency room, you need an emergency room, and then you don't get to to make all of these value judgments, cost, quality, transparency, et cetera. But in a non-emergent situation, essentially, I'm being given the uh, the tools as a consumer to write an RFQ for all intents and purposes? That's correct. 
So with us, what you do is uh, submit a request for care, and then we match that request with physician specialty. So then physicians can then see your patient particulars and give you a specific quote for you. So in other words, if you are a marathon runner in good health and have an elective procedure that is not terribly serious, a physician will view you as low risk and you will get pricing specific to your health scenario, your medical event. And as a result, this is not eBay. It's not a race to the bottom. It is literally like getting quotes for any other major purchase. You ask a number of different providers for uh, what is your treatment plan and what is your price, and they respond. And so you can review each physician's particulars, where they did their internship, where they did the residency, and uh, again, make a value judgment in terms of the care that they provide and the price that they charge. And this is something that anyone can do anyway. You can call around to five or 10 or 12 different providers, get the pricing and make your own determination. But we've automated this process. And by by automating it, physicians know that the patient is looking for care, is going to get care, and they need to give a fair price or else they're going to go to someone else. And now a word from our sponsor, MyEdge the premier provider of Form 5500 prospecting solutions for benefit advisors. Do you want to find prospects in your area without having to make cold calls, but with a warm introduction from a network relationship or the prospect's accounting firm? How about finding companies that are out of compliance on their Form 5500 filing? What if you could find prospects that are paying more than standard compensation for their products and services? MyEdge makes it easy to create a pipeline of only qualified leads, and you'll set yourself apart from the crowd when you know how to build a targeted value-add strategy for companies you want to work with. Clients and prospects always appreciate it when their benefit advisors take the time to understand their employee benefits before they meet. Don't act and sound like everyone else. Use MyEdge and get the ultimate unfair advantage. To learn more about this innovative prospecting solution, visit our website, at www.shiftshapersonline.com. How do physicians respond to this? Because this is not only new on the consumer side and on the plan side, but it's also new for physicians. What kind of feedback have you guys gotten? The feedback has been very good, to be honest, because what is happening is most physicians are really tired of the PPO model where they are being told what they can charge. The PPO is is basically negotiating, and by this I'm I'm talking about independent providers. If you are a doctor, and the PPO is negotiating the contract, basically informing you what they're going to reimburse you. With a doctor in in this scenario, what they can do is set their own price, and if a patient likes the quality of care that they provide at that price, then they're quite successful. A successful Medibit doctor is someone who provides good quality care at a fair price. Now, is this physician charges only, or does this also encompass facility charges? Both. Most of the patients really like to have global pricing. And by that, I mean if it's if it's an inpatient procedure, the total price. And so, again, it is when a, a physician or a facility bids on a patient request, 
what we strongly encourage is that everything that is included in the price be disclosed and everything that is not included is also disclosed. That way there is full transparency at the time that the patient receives the care, that the patient receives the bid and they know when they receive the care what any supplemental charges would be. Interesting. So as we sit here today, is this kind of a tool available? Is it? Can I purchase it as an individual? Is it plan only? Does it lend itself to self-funded plans? Can it run concurrently with a fully insured plan? Where's the market today? The market today is primarily self-funded plans and individuals with high deductible plans or simply uninsured. We can run concurrently with major medical plans. With respect to employer-based plans, there are uh, reference-based pricing plans that are going to go the new solution to do the high-cost full major medical plans. Certainly, that's where the growth has been of late. And so when there is a defined reimbursement, the knock against these plans is where are you going to find a doctor that actually will accept that reference-based price with Medibid you may or may not choose a doctor that is at that reference based price but if you know that there's a you know what the out of pocket is going to be before you accept that physician as your physician the other thing that uh, we do with when we run concurrently with major medical plans is you can basically write your health benefit plan such that you don't penalize employees from making sound financial decisions by that i mean if you have two doctors that are the same perceived level of quality, but one is charging a lower price, but they just happen to be out of network, why are you going to charge the patient more because of your plan design? So, for example, if it's you know 80% of in-network and 60% of out-of-network, the patient's out-of-pocket will be higher taking the lower-priced bid or the lower-priced physician. And from a plan design perspective, that just doesn't make sense. So... What we strongly encourage is when you run with a major medical plan, write it in such a way that you are encouraging patients to get good quality care, but at a reduced price and financially reward them, or at least don't have a disincentive to making a sound financial choice with respect to their care. If you're an employer or a plan, how do you go about, this is brand new for most consumers. How do you go about educating? What's that process look like? How do you educate the end user? We hold hands as much as we can. And yes, you're right. It is a brand new world. And the fundamental change is to, again, getting people to ask the question up front, which is, how much does it cost? And it doesn't matter whether you're in network or out of network anymore with the right plan design. Because again, how much does it cost? That is what it all boils down to. Healthcare is a strange animal in the realm of consumables because it's arguably one of the very, very few times that cost is not analogous to quality. And yet, if you start looking at cost because you have to these days, plans are expensive, personal responsibilities are increasing, et cetera. And then, of course, if you have a consumer plan like an HSA, you're spending your money. What are some of the typical cost savings that people who are using systems like this see? Well, in October of last year, uh, we got quite a lot of press from an individual who was uninsured and needed a hip replacement. And when this individual was denied, or he wasn't denied care, he was uh, the, the insurance company said it was a pre-existing condition and they would not pay for it. The cash price from that patient's physician was $100,000, negotiated down to 70000 At that point, he just did not have $70,000 to spend, and so he canceled his surgery. 
with us using our process, he was able to get an $8,000 bid to $14,000 bids and a $21,000 bid who actually had a better medical procedure for his hip. So in the end, he was charged $21,000. He saved $49,000 on the procedure and, in my opinion, got a better doctor. That's obviously someone who is negotiating down from charge master down to a quote-unquote fair price. But for a health benefit plan, likewise, you can get significant cash savings for your plan just by, again, providing steerage in the plan towards value-based decision-making by the patients and employees and using Medibid in order to find physicians who will give a fair market price for their care. It's a very interesting model, and it certainly is a, a shift that you guys have taken on in a different and unique way and shaped it. Chris, in the, in the minute or so that we have left, where do you see the future if you extrapolate kind of from your guys' vantage point out another year or two, and then maybe even a little further if you're able? What do you see happening? I know there's we have ACOs becoming more prominent in the mix now. Major carriers are announcing major deals with ACOs, and a lot of the physicians are going to be under their umbrellas. How do you see all that playing? I look at it from the perspective of the people who are actually paying for the care. And so if you are an employer that is struggling to pay for your health insurance, if you are an individual who is struggling to pay for just routine care, again, the PPO model is effectively broken because of all the deductibles and co-pays. And so the biggest growth in the industry, as far as I'm concerned, is going to be in the reference-based pricing models, writing self-insured plans where there is steerage towards value-based decision-making on behalf of the patients. And if I were a provider, that's where I would focus. Chris Hobbs, CFO at Metabid. Chris, thank you so much for sharing a, a very unique and interesting perspective with the Shift Shapers audience. We appreciate you uh, spending the time with us. Thank you very much, David. For more information about this episode or about any of our earlier episodes and to learn how to subscribe on iTunes so you never miss an episode, go to our website, shiftshapersonline.com. While you're on the site, leave a comment and register to be part of the Shapers community. You'll be the first to learn about upcoming specials like exclusive webinars and content you can use to take your business to the next level. Again, thanks for joining us for today's episode and remember, you have the power to shape the shifts in your business.